BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Forever. Dog. I thought this movie was about chess the whole time. What? The whole time I thought this was a little black kid learning chess. What do you mean the somewhere? Why else? are you saying? Why are you saying the whole time? Because it very quickly should have been obvious that it first, wasn't about chess. The, the first half, the first like 15, I'm 20 minutes. I'm upset with you. I'm the first 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, cool. I don't know what this little black kid's gift is yet, besides playing basketball. But I know. Him and Sean Connery gotta be friends. So maybe he plays chess or something. I thought it was chess. I don't know why. I just thought it was chess. I, it does have one of those, it reminds me of um, Searching for Bobby Fisher titles. Uh, like it has one okay. of those kind of titles. Like where you're like, I was thinking about that movie the whole time I was watching it, but I never thought that eventually they were gonna play. Well, I didn't know what his skill was. I was like, all right, so what is he gonna do? Oh, right, What's he's going to play skill? chess. Because he had to have a skill, because I was like... <laughs> well, first of all, I think that's so funny. One, because Queen Gam- Queen's Gambit is out right now, and it's very popular. It's also very white, but I do like the show. And I've also been playing a lot of chess recently. Yeah. It's so. I feel like everyone's doing that. Like I used to play chess when I was a kid, and I saw Queen's Gambit. And I think the character's fictional. And for some reason... I it low-key is. just get, I just low-key get mad at stuff now. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh, this is great. I like this actress. I saw the witch. And then once I found out it was fictional, I was like, that first episode, she got some black friend that just helped her, and we'll never see this girl for like I don't know, man. I just got I'm sorry, yeah, I don't I, know, man. Tessa was so Tessa was like, oh, she's gonna come back. And like every episode she didn't come back, Tessa was like, I don't understand why they did that. How could they I don't. bring her back? But they, but it was nice because she does, you know, no, spoiler alert, but she does come back. She does but come I know, back. I know, but my but thing she, about it is it takes so long. If, if she didn't, I would have lost my shit because right. at the beginning, she's just there to help her, like, do a thing. And I'm like, I hate when I just see a black person. Specifically get drugs, <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> that is I what didn't even. That's hilarious. That's, that's her, that's her literally, whole That is like, true. That is 
have you guys rewatched The Shining? And this this all plays into this movie, but like <laughs> okay. I promise. But like I rewatched The Shining. I read the book. Um, there's a black guy, you know, caretaker in the book who lives in the movie. Oh, that's this right. Man, this man drives from like he flies from Florida, drives yeah. through the snow, gets there, gets murked immediately, and then you realize he's only there to bring the vehicle so that the white woman and her son can escape. <laughs> That's his his only purpose is to get the vehicle like, there. Oh shit! The car there's a car here. <laughs> and so in this movie, so in this movie, we're watching. I was like, oh okay. One or two things. I was like, he's gonna have to like either save this white dude's life and like, or or like leave something behind. Where the white guy's like, oh man, he's good in chess. He has a he has a, a bishop. Does he play chess? And I was like, that's how they're gonna figure out he's smart because he like has things that like a normal black kid from the Bronx doesn't have. And in this movie, he leaves back a book bag that shows he's smart because a black kid in the Bronx don't have it. So I was close. It just wasn't a. It just wasn't a. But he did a also a break real. Into, that's a, into come on, man. House. Come that's on, man. a real come stretch. Come on, man. That he I was close. <laughs> that I was that close. what showed it was smart was just that he had a book bag. No, John. Like, there's, <laughs> no, John. <laughs> So okay, my three was he was gonna leave something like a bag, maybe like on the street. He was gonna have mm-hmm. a, a knight or bishop in it, but in I this time he broke into his house. He drops just a single chess piece that he had, like separate from everything else for some reason, <laughs> and then that's the inciting incident for their whole relationship. That's what I thought, oh, man. Snap! It's a like bishop. <laughs> hey, do you play? And next thing you know, they friends. That's what I thought. I did. <laughs> What? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, man. I mean, I feel like you're you are searching real hard, but you are not finding Forrester. <laughs> you know, because you really looked for it, man. You were like, but you, I don't think you were finding Forrester. <laughs> I hate it. You know the thing is, people probably like, oh, it's a bit. They don't really hate it. For people at home listening, I hate every time we do this. <laughs> what? I, no, no, no. You don't bit. need to say it again. You don't, we get it. We go. No, I no, because yeah, you promised. You were like I wasn't. looking, Gerard, though. You were yeah. looking. You were like searching. James, what are you yeah. doing? But you weren't finding for you were, Dude, Gerard, you were on a quest. <laughs> but you weren't finding for us, though. <laughs> if y'all want to start this goddamn show right <laughs> now, <laughs> let's start the show. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. You're the man now, dog. Yes, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> I was going to be mad if you did any other quote. <laughs> Yo, that line is such Yo a You're the man now, dog. The most famous line. I was actually mad that they didn't do stuff like that enough. <laughs> like, Yo, they made true, like two references to the way that he spoke, and that was it. And it was yeah. like, and maybe they didn't, three. Yeah, maybe, maybe three. three. But that's not enough. Like this it's, movie right, is about yeah. it like, it's about funny. writing and like language and like they 
they made that joke and then maybe talked about it two other times and then that was it. Yo. Uh, you guys you guys remember that website, right? Yes. I went on in the middle of the movie. Wait, what I website? Went to it. What website? There's, a, there's the, you're the man now dog.com, brother. Wait, that's real? Hold on. You're the yes. man. Yeah. It was such a huge thing. Like it was like this huge thing of like the all these memes and stuff because people just took the line from this movie and they would make all these you know Sean Connery memes say you're the man now dog and then the, and then it would just be a site for for a bunch of different things yeah. um, like it's funny still active and there stuff. are still there are still like like people are still making recurrent memes on that site yo i'm looking at it right now i'm looking at it right now. this is a hot mess oh my god this is a hot mess it's it was really funny. Um, <laughs> You're the man now. Dog. Anyway, for for those who are listening for the first time, uh, this very calm, Ugh. collected, suave, charming, but you know, put together voice you're hearing right now is Jonathan Braylock. I'm not going after that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I just don't want to. I don't want to. So I'm not just going to say my name today. I just don't want any parts of that. <laughs> nope. You're not even going to nope. say who you are. Well, these dulcet tones you're hearing now. <laughs> it's James the Third. What? Okay. Nope, I'm not doing it. I don't like, I don't know what is happening today. All right, cool. And, and no one will know. Nope, who that's you fine. Know. No one's going to know. Especially the people that are listening for the first time, they're going to be like, and who they don't need to know I'm a part of this. They don't need to know I'm a part of this. Talking. Whatever smooth voice okay. and whatever tones you just said, I want no parts. All right, I'll say my name later at the end. All right. Just, <laughs> just wait for it. Just, just wait for it. Like, I'm going to be right. so mad if at the end of this episode. Just right. wait for it. All right. I'm waiting. I, I am going to wait for it. Uh, this, is a, this is a film review podcast. We review films of leading yeah. black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity and in New York Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And okay, and <laughs> and today we are reviewing the uh, sorry, is it a two thousand film? It, the, it came wow. out in the year two thousand. Finding Forrester, twenty uh, yeah, years man. ago. Uh, I'm old as hell, yo. Damn, God damn, yep. I'm old, man. <laughs> we all old Good as hell. God. It stars uh, stars and introduces Rob mm-hmm. Brown, Rob Brown, um, and, and Sean Connery and. Who just recently passed away? Yes, peace, Bond. Peace. Um, James Bond, and this film was also directed by Gus Van Sant. This movie grossed eighty million dollars worldwide. I mean, um, the the budget, the budget, um, couldn't have been that much. Wikipedia says the budget was forty three million dollars. Where, where did that? I don't understand how. (laughs) Like, did that all go to shot? Maybe the locations that they shot, like what? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I it's know, New dude. York. I, I, people shoot films in New York all the time. That's, that is a hot mess. <laughs> that's wild. Forty-three million. Well, okay. Uh, it's still eighty million. That's kind of impressive for I think yeah. what this film is, which is um, a definitely kind of it's. It, they don't make Oscar uh, bait films like this anymore. I feel like, um, but they used to. They used to make like uh, a drama with like a one a big name that like was a 
was not based on anything. It's just like a completely made up story, but has like some social, you know, dynamics mm. happening. So, something that makes people feel educated yeah. and good about themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I feel like this type of film is rarely ever made anymore. Especially with the $43 yeah. million dollar budget. You're never going to get a $43 million dollar budget sense. for this the, kind of The film budget anymore. of this movie dwarfs the budget of Goodwill Hunting. And I don't understand. Because Goodwill, if they, I don't, where did the money go? No, that can't be right. This couldn't have been that much more than. I mean, maybe it went to Gus Van Sant. Because he had just did Goodwill Hunting he, like the year before. Yeah. yeah. The, the year before. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's why Matt Damon is randomly in this movie. Uh, <laughs> so when that happened, I truly was like, for how many years has Matt Damon just been sh- popping up in movies? <laughs> just like little cameos. I'm just like, why does every... The best Matt Damon cameo <laughs> will always be Eurotrip when he pops up singing Scotty Doesn't Know. That is... It's so good. That is a good cameo. He's always popping up in movies. Um, this movie... Uh, is about a young prodigy writer finding a old recluse mentor, and it's a black writer, and it's a and it's not mentor. about chess. I it's not like, about chess, everybody. And it, it is Nobody, certainly not about chess. It is no, 100% no, I'm saying, about, about chess. Thought it was about chess. <laughs> you are wrong. This movie is about being a writer. <laughs> <laughs> this movie has a seventy-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy-nine percent audience score all right i think that's that's all of it yeah, yeah. um wait who's it written by mike rich mike's this guy he wrote radio i was just saying he wrote mm. radio and yeah. the rookie <laughs> <laughs> uncredited on miracle and invincible interesting oh uh, what uncredited wait yeah, a minute probably did yeah. like a a pass. A pass. That, that all right. Well, I'll, all right, Mike. I know you put that on your own IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Wiki. Actually, I don't know what his IMDb says. Let's see. Oh, oh. He also wrote Secretariat. Man, he's written a bunch of. Okay, he does have a a kind of yeah. Secretariat Radio, The Rookie, Finding Forrester. I think this is his best movie probably Mm-mm. and he wrote Cars. 3. Hey man, that's when they got better. That, hey Cars. 3. Hey, that was better than Get Cars. That payday. It, it's, oh, is it? It's, it's Cars it's 3? I never saw it. That's like the only Pixar movie I've never seen. Is that the That's one Cars with the spy or is that Cars? This Cars one was a return to form. I've never and it was seen more, The third one actually was... The Cars franchise isn't that good, but the third one is a little... It's, it's, you know. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, initial thoughts. Should I, should oh, yeah, I start you since I brought us to this Fine Forrester. <laughs> <laughs> you must begin. All right. Uh-oh. Okay. Here's the thing. I, I want to say for the okay. record that I like this movie. I think this movie has... It's doing a lot of really fun things. Now, is it a little long? Yes. Most movies are. Mm. A lot of movies are. Um, the pace is hard for our generation. There is some stuff that happens that it's like, we, we didn't need it. We didn't need this scene. We didn't need this at all. We didn't need, we this, didn't need this at all. I feel like John's trying to defend this movie already. Um, I feel like... <laughs> But He's already, I definitely, yeah. I definitely am. No, you I already feel what, what you're gonna you say. But okay, fine. But here's the here's why I like this movie because I don't think this movie 
um, I I don't feel like this movie is the typical, you know, quote white savior kind of movie. There are the movies like this, like Blindside or um, The Help, you know. But this movie starts with this guy. It starts with Jamal. Um, he's already doing well. He gets into this pr- private school because of what he did, which is doing great on his test scores. He's the one who gets Sean Connery to mentor him. Sean Connery just kind of did it as like a, like, you know, whatever. But he's the one who gets him to mentor him. He's the one who ultimately helps, you know, Sean Connery in a way. And yes, Sean Connery helps him out. um, And there's like that mutual kind of benefit. But like, it's everything that, everything that he does, he just, you know, like every human being, every human being needs somebody to go to recognize them. And it's something that I feel like it's what we what we want in in general, which is for black people to be recognized for the work that they are doing. And so many times and we see with this with the uh, professor character, you know, the professor is doing everything in their power to take away the credit of this kid because he just he's racist i mean that's just flat out he's just flat out racist um and it you know you know this was in the early this was 2000 so you know hoop dreams come out probably what six or eight years before but like you know that the idea of of inner city kids the only ticket out yeah, being yeah. basketball was, was known so it does play with some like kind of tropes that were already explored a little bit but it's still it's still relevant and i don't know i love that it was just about a kid who was just a good writer (laughs) and like you know he was good they had to add the basketball thing in but like it but the way that they worked that dynamic i really liked um i think this guy is amazing this actor um i'm I, I feel like he hasn't. He has. He has a bunch James of stuff Lord on his IMDb. He's in movies that I know, and I don't know who he is in those movies. So, I feel like this was his peak, which is so frustrating, and that happens a lot. So I'm frustrated by that. Um, but I don't know. I, I liked how I, I I liked it. There, there's a lot of parts of this movie I like. So I like this movie too. Um... Uh, echo what Bray just said. I feel like the story isn't like it isn't like one. It isn't like the typical like white savior or even the typical like he was black and from the streets and because of that he made the white man comfortable or whatever. What like there's there it doesn't it doesn't even have that sort of feel to it. It's just sort of like um, they sort of create a nice. Uh, set of circumstances for these two to to, to become friends. Um, uh, I do agree that like there are definitely a lot of things. Like the movie is two hours and sixteen minutes, and it doesn't need to be that long. Not only because, not <laughs> only because like things are paced differently now, but like because they set things up that they're like we're not gonna address this, or like that thing that that I was talking about of like how like they they didn't even do the <laughs> the like speech thing enough like they they could have they could have gone into that and talked about that more and like i don't know uh jamal's character could have even 
talked about how like for as much as he understood language and how and how things mm, are yeah. changing you know he could have even talked about the importance of how like the way i talk out there is actually it's a sophisticated you know it's it's the evolution of of speech and speech is different now mm-hmm. you know or whatever whatever they could have like gone into that stuff more instead of like adding you know this whole thing with like the the guy at the other school on the on the on the basketball team who like hated yeah. him it was like what what even was <laughs> What even was that supposed to be? <laughs> you know, um, I, yeah, boy, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like, and I know what you mean. We 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 saw stuff from that. You know, like the we set up Oof, like how good man. he is at uh, making free throws, and like, um, you know, and then and so right. then so then when he has to do the foul shot, it like it does set that moment up. But it's like, did we yeah. need? <laughs> but did we need that tension and all of that? I don't know. Um, yeah, when he, when he, um, I liked Buster Rhymes um, in Michael his Meyer. first scene. His dramatic scene was a little. Uh... <laughs> but I really liked him in that first scene. Yeah, I they really, was... <laughs> really love putting in rappers in these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I like. They really like... love just juicing up the credits by putting in a rapper <laughs> in a movie for no reason. But con- yeah, sorry, he was um, okay. Yeah, he was he was, you know, and I feel like this was his first movie. I don't think yeah. his ha- Halloween was shortly after that, right? Like Resurrection was a few years later. But um yes. <laughs> um but yeah, so like I, I don't know. And then like Anna Paquin was great. And I thought yeah, and I thought Rob did a great job in this, and I appreciate that he has continued to work. Um but it is sort of like it's a shame that it's not like that he is 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 you know bigger now for for arriving on the scene in such a a a big way i know he like went to school um so like he did kind of go away for a bit after finding Hmm. forrester um right right because he was a kid yeah but um but then after that it was you know (laughs) it wasn't like hey that kid from (laughs) remember this kid he was really good let's you know elevate him more so yeah i ultimately liked the movie um, I thought this movie was good. I was bored. Um, <laughs> it was good, but man, was I bored? I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't have anything bad to say. I'm really, I'm really gonna be listening because I don't remember a lot of what happened. I remember watching the movie in real time, being like, "What is happening? Why are we doing this? Right? What's going on? There's a who that little black kid? There's, Why this white girl so nice to him? What's going yo, on? Anna Paquin in this? Wow. There's yo. very little. There's very little driving action like there's very little like what's gonna happen next like (laughs) you're like where where is this movie going (laughs) yeah i was like what is the at what point once we got to the end i was like how does this get finished i don't know man i will say that you're right i i I will admit i didn't want to watch this movie because i thought it was gonna be like a white savior movie but but like this right all the things that um rob's character does is all to his own achievements like Everything he does, he basically just gets a tutor, right? Which I'm like, which is fine. Like he just gets a tutor, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. But it's also something <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like I'm really happy he was good in basketball, but also I was like, damn, could this movie? Would this movie have not been good if he just was a black kid who could write really well? I don't know. Also, the opening of this movie threw me off because they had this kid rapping over B-roll of people of color in in New York, and I was like. I don't know why we needed this. I feel like I feel like Gus was like, "Oh man, we we in we in New York, and this is gonna be a people of color movie. Let's get a let's get a I, uh, a brown kid rapping yeah. about not the movie or the storyline or about family 
It wasn't about New York. I don't know what that nigga was rapping about, to be honest. I, I think yeah. he was just freestyling about his day. I don't know. Um, but I thought it was good. I'm just... Can I be real, y'all? Please mm-hmm. be real. I like movies like this. But the last... To me, movies get rough when you start questioning two things. Um, how much longer... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's always really bad. <laughs> like it's like, how much longer, longer is it? And then also when you go, and not in a good way. When you go, how does this end? You know, not like I can't wait to see the end, but it's like, what? Yeah, the, wait, how much longer is where here? is this going? <laughs> yeah, yeah like what's the, what's the goal? But again, I do love this guy Rob. I think he's on a show. He's on a cop show right now. It's like a procedural, but it sucks. I don't know why this kid didn't do well. I think what happens sometimes is that he plays an inner city kid. I feel like sometimes when black people get parts like this, people assume they're not acting. This is just them. This is how black people are. Um, and that messes them up for the future, but... Right. I don't know. Yeah. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eat something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, on, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earning.com slash T-O-S for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast Smartless on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless! Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. So, you open Google Chrome on your phone, you're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with, when you're supposed to be working. But this site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl, though. Sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. 
When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's get into well, it. Let's get into it, yeah. This movie has a lot of, it does have, like, some hanging threads like it, it's good at bringing up conversations and not necessarily good at like crafting um, a straightforward narrative that's like in captivating. <laughs> um, but okay, this movie. Yeah, I feel like the beginning of this movie was like him trying to do a Spike Lee thing, right? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Dude, I don't know what he was. I think doing. he was just trying to set the the scene like like fully bring us into New York, and I appreciated how many black and brown faces he was showing. I feel like. Spike Lee does this sometimes too, where he's like, like, let me, let he, it's almost like you're so used to seeing only white people. I have to like first show you a bunch of black people just Mm -hmm. so that you can start to go like, okay, like I'm going to care about black people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I really do. I think he was like, I think you're right. He's like, these are people. (laughs) His last movie was like, Hey, I took you out of Boston and showed y'all Matt Damon and Ben Affleck doing white people stuff. This movie is going to be about some Negroes. <laughs> but hey, let me introduce y'all to them real quick with one rapping. I know y'all know about rap. This movie felt like the equivalent, this opening scene felt like the equivalent to that one white person who would bring up every black thing they've ever known. It's like, oh man, I used to, man, I love Lil Wayne back in the day. Yo, did y'all see Obama's speech? That's what this was to me. He had to show me he was down. That's what the point of this. Yeah. It had no purpose. It served no. It, it really purpose. was. Yeah, because he's because, yeah, like I, like didn't we see a barber? We saw. We just saw, kept seeing. Bro, we saw everything. Yeah. We saw all of blackness. Yeah, we saw uh, someone getting their In hair New cut. York, someone yeah. getting their hair braided. Right. Black people smiling on the street. Yeah, this little boy rapping about what the angle. The boy standing on something. A building in the background, and there's a low angle. I'm like, man, you might as well just did this in a fisheye lens if you wanted to be a rapper or something. I, mm. I would have appreciated if it. First of all, I don't. No offense to that kid, whoever he is. He's an adult now. I don't. I don't think he was that good. He was rhyming mm. well, <laughs> but there's some <laughs> like there. <laughs> there is something about yeah. There there are certain freestyles that you're like you're like this is like yeah you you get the form, but it's I don't know. There's there's something beyond that that I didn't feel like he had. Anyway, but um. I still, I did appreciate him just kind of going to this world and, and I appreciated seeing a bunch of black and brown faces first. Um, this has got to be what happened. They had Busta Rhymes. It. They were like, Busta, you're going you gonna to rap in the beginning of this? And he was like, y'all going to pay me more? And they were like, fine. <laughs> nah. All right, let's yeah, get Yeah, and they just found a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Busta was like, no, I'm acting now. I'm, I'm an actor now. I'm not doing that rap in this uh, video. <laughs> but then, um, and then do we see, 
Is it the basketball? Right. And it's just them playing basketball. basketball? Also, where is his friend? I feel like his friend with the with the braids. Swoop. Swoop. Yeah, he was like, I thought the actor was pretty good, and I'm like, where is he? Every time, yo, that was that hanging every time. Yeah. Every time we watch one of these movies and it's like young black performers, I feel like we always go, how come they ain't get this? I will always bring up Timothy Chalamet and that white boy from the room, okay? If you're a white kid, and even Anna Paquin, if you're a white kid in a movie and the movie's decent, your career is set. Yeah. Dakota Fanning. Like, Fly you're good. is still acting, and Fly is also his actual name. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> they wow. probably liked his name so much, they were like, we're just going to call you Fly in this. <laughs> That's probably for sure. Yeah, but he's not like in everything. You know, like he did a Law and Order after this. He did. He did He's Law and Order and Criminal Intent. He doesn't have a picture on IMDb, man. No. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Um, uh, okay. And then, uh, yeah, so they're playing basketball. So we kind of get a sense of, like, his, his friends, um, how how he's acted with them. There, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of trash talk. Uh, and then they um, immediately start talking about Sean Connery's, like, Who's just creepily is that ever looking out the window with binoculars, which I truly don't know what he's doing. Don't they try to make it like he's not looking at them, he's, he's looking just at birds? Creepy old is, that, man. is that the point of it? Well, he is looking He is looking at them, and he is also looking at birds. He's doing both. So he's looking at birds and, okay, and looking at them sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Um, like, he, like when they're playing, he's like, I'm watching the game. Yeah. He's just right. watching yeah. the game. I mean, it's like it's, it's like odd he because actually, there are binoculars. Like, that feels odd. But no, right. he's just watching the game. That's a good point. I've I had a basketball yeah, court outside that. my place in Harlem, and, and sometimes I would just watch people. <laughs> I yeah. would just watch the game. <laughs> like if there was like a full gate, like a full court game going on, sometimes I would I would watch. Um, so okay, I get that. So yeah, he's just because he's just bored. He's just bored, and yeah. he's like a recluse. He has no friends. He has no life. So he's just watching other people play basketball and they're talking and there's like a whole legend about him. And they're like, yeah, I heard like he, you, uh, he killed a guy, yeah, window. Or, you know, he's got a window. knife or whatever. It's like, dude, you don't want to mess with window. They just call him window. Yeah. The window, <laughs> you don't want to mess with the window. They call him don't, the yeah, window. The window. <laughs> we also see rabbit in school. Uh, uh, he has, a. Uh, a uh, black woman teacher who starts talking about the Raven. And did you notice this? Cause they had, they had the scene where she was t- talking about the Raven and she was asking if anybody had read it and clearly Jamal had read it, but he said that he, he's like, Oh no, I, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, Cause he's like trying to hide how yeah. smart he is. Um, which I, which I feel that's like such a sad <laughs> thing. Yeah. Very um, real. um, and but did you catch in the next scene when they when it was just like all of the all of his friends joking around at the cafeteria and he starts talking about the, the window and he starts telling the story and he keeps like yeah and then the woman yeah, yeah. she heard him just that was just that was him. that was Lil Zane that was Lil Zane remember that tap, rapper back which in the day is from Lil Zane? <laughs> the Raven that was Lil Zane baby that was Lil Zane <laughs> Lil yeah Zane. man that was Lil Zane what? man come on down. <laughs> What? <laughs> that was the rapper. Come on. What are you talking yeah, about? Man. He wow. looked just like straight out of a music video. Oh my god, I didn't realize. We had to read The Raven when I was in school. Um and it's something interesting about 
being black and, and you know being living in a certain area and if you're smart sometimes it will put you as a put you at a disadvantage with your peers like i don't know i don't know about y'all but like i feel like sometimes people can make fun of you for anything it's like man look at this nigga over here reading the book over here just over here just reading books and shit it's like you can get dog for whatever you're doing man you got hey, hey yo james over here with this a think he all smart like you would just get dogged for no reason and i don't know why that is i don't i don't know but then also i think even when that happens i, I do think the collective community will always try to protect that kid as well it's like oh shit we got one who can make it out of here even though like you'll make fun of this kid and joke but it's also like oh we'll make sure this kid doesn't get in trouble like i remember like i was growing up and there was a bubble if stuff went down, I was a kid who was like shielded. I was told to leave. Right. It was it, it they they would get you out of danger, you know what I mean? And I think they did that for Jamal a couple of times too. Not like danger, but um I remember when they I guess we get to it, when right. he was about to go break into the Windows house, which y'all guys gotta tell me why he was doing that again, because I don't remember. He said he said in this scene, he was like, I'm not afraid of the window. And they were like, and he, they were like, so you would go, so you would go into the Windows House, you would go to the Windows House, and then I don't remember him actually saying yes, I would go into it in that scene, but, but it was set up in this in that lunchroom scene. Oh, because I was like, yeah, because even once they got to the to the ladder or whatever, everyone else kind of backed out, and I was like, oh, they're trying to get him to back out, but he just he too ballsy. Also, did he climb up that whole thing? Like he, that's a long scaffold. Like my man is on the top floor. That's terrifying, yo. Anyway. Uh so so then yeah, they dare him to go into the Windows place and uh take something. Um and so he's like, Yeah, I'll do it. Uh climbs up a scout and gets inside and my man was in there for so long, I was like <laughs> Yo Grab dude, something. Why, why are you taking your time? He took his Yo, time. make no sense. He's looking at he got, books. Because he suddenly noticed all the books and he got all excited. You know, he did. He really did. He got excited. Uh, this old, just huge New York apartment <laughs> um, with all these books in it. Uh, and I, I did. I got scared. Sean Connery scared me, man. That was when a nice jump. Yeah, up. man. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And his voice is so distinct. It's like, yo, you ain't messing with Sean Connery, yo. I'm still just mad because I was looking at Lil Zane like, why do I recognize this? This dude, I'm just so mad that it was him. See, but <laughs> so upset. But as I was saying, when he leaves, he leaves his rook, but the rook yeah, is the leaves, backpack. He leaves behind. He leaves behind a little rook. You know, mm-hmm. right. it's a black rook too. All right, <laughs> you didn't leave. <laughs> He didn't leave a white rook behind. He leave, he left a black rook behind. You know. All right. He spent <laughs> a book bag. I was laughing. I was laughing because I was like, "Why does nigga take off his book bag?" I was like, "Like, why you take off your book bag?" Because like, you the one thing at high school you don't do is ever take your bag off. I knew I knew dudes who would be sitting at their desk backpack still on because it was a fashion thing. At that oh point. well, he took it off to put the to put the knife in. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But then, but then he got distracted, I guess, and he walked away from by it. The, by the books. By the because books. See, because see, this little black boy reads. 
reads. This nigga over here reads. And the movie wanted you to know <laughs> that he reads. He does <laughs> read. Excited by reading. Wait, I love that we find out that not only does he read, but he he has like a photographic memory and he remembers everything that he's read. <laughs> Yo, insanity. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa. Anyway, um, uh, so then we get this like fun, fun play where like, the bag is like hanging outside of his door or sorry, outside of the window. And you know, they're, they're like making, they're like, dude, why did you, we told you to get something, not leave yeah. something. Yeah. Also, I love uh, how the white dude tried to play yeah. him about the BMW and he knew everything about the BMW. And he was like, Oh, that was and amazing. He also was like, yeah, when you lease, he tried to be like, he tried to come at my man. He was like, you don't even Yo, own this joint. You lease this joint. I was like, Oh, <laughs> he, he said, Oh, Dude, that was the that was the best. I was burn. like, oh, but you know that already because you lease Ooh. it. <laughs> I was like, you coming at my man with heat? Not only is he reading books, the nigga know about cars and shit. Look at him out here, all car facts and shit. <laughs> also, I thought he was gonna go upstairs with that dude. Be like, hey, I need to come up with you to come get my book bag or something. So he get just dogged book. this dude and just went back to the court. <laughs> also, Sean Connery threw this boy's bag out of a window. Out the window. Yo. Yeah. Just chuck it out the yeah. window. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he broke into his that's house. That's true, but that dude's on the top floor. I'm, yes, I'm throwing your bag out the window. Like, Dog, that's... You're not getting... Yeah. I'm not going to, like, neatly <laughs> put it outside for that's you to true. grab. That's true. I'm going to chuck it out the window. Dog, <laughs> what floor? Is it on the like, 16th out of my floor? house. Don't come into my house. You don't know me. I don't know you. Well, did they... I should be calling the cops. You come here every day. I should be calling the cops. I should. Be. <laughs> Did they live in the same building? Was it no or no? No, but he. But they. Same you know, he always plays. Because I was like, he keeps in getting into Sean Connery's building without Sean Connery buzzing him in. So he must be doing that New York thing of like, right. let me buzz every apartment real quick and have somebody let me in here. I didn't even think about that. He gets in all the time. Like, how he keep getting in this jump? Do they live in the same? They don't, right? <laughs> I don't know. Now I don't uh, know. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he does. Because Buster in, in New York, you can get you his... can get into any building, like pretty much. Like you, if it doesn't have a doorman, you just buzz every every button, and somebody lets you in. It, oh, oh, I I remember <laughs> for the longest time, I had they did a they did a new intercom system where it was connected to your phone, which was awesome because then all that had like, even if I wasn't at my place, I could let somebody mm. in. But then what, what, hap- what started happening was I think one person just buzzed me once and I just let them in. And they just told – they must have told everybody because I would get phone calls all the time. <laughs> and I would just always – I would just always – Oh, no. I, I didn't know who it was. I mean, I just keep letting oh, it Oh, no. <laughs> and then I was like – then I was like, I should probably stop yeah. doing this. Oh, no, break. This whole time, like, you hello? were an accomplice in a in a robbery. Yes. <laughs> every now and then, every now and then, I because because every now and then I would be like hello, I'd be like hello, and then it would just be like a kid being like, "Can you let me in?" And I'd be like, "Yeah," <laughs> <laughs> I just let him in. But then I, but then so many kids did it, and I was like, "I, I like these kids are using me." <laughs> I don't like that they're like, hey, yo, 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 just ring forty one. <laughs> let this little nigga let everybody in this job. <laughs> He, he let it everybody. <laughs> Man, what 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 even happens uh, at the, this one? It gets a little foggy for me. Well, well, yeah, I don't remember the exact sequence, but at, at a certain point, um, you know, one he 
realizes that Sean Connery's written in all of his like books that he writes in and has just proofread them and like r- like oh, yeah. noted and then there's like certain like where where are oh, you driving yeah, at yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like there are just all these scribbles and stuff and so he gave him all these notes and then he realized like whoa like this is this is really helpful this could help my writing so he like goes to his place and he's like hey man can you can you help me with more, some of my some of my writing more and Sean Connery was like, you broke into my house. F off. Like, write, write me a 5,000 word essay on how to F and off. And he did it. And so he just, and then he writes and then he a 5,000 like, word for you, Black man. I was like, dude, that was so cool. I don't, there's something about that that was like, I, hey, I, I wrote that thing you asked for. he's like, for. what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it was really cool to see the dichotomy of like him being really good at basketball, but also being really good at writing. And to me, they necessarily didn't um, clash, with, clash with each other. I feel like sometimes in these movies, it's like, oh, man, the, the, right. the championship game is the same time as the writing competition. Which one are you going to choose? Yes. That was what was so interesting about this to me was because, like, he actually mm-hmm. could balance both things. And F. Murray Abraham I, kept being like, oh, I guess you can't cut it. And it was just like, I fucking hate you because he is balancing this so well, you asshole. Like, you racist yeah, piece seriously. of shit. Like he, kept, like, he kept being like, oh, you can't cut it. Oh, you're just a dog. You, the basketball is too much for you. And then, and then um, what's her name? Anna Paquin's dad was also like, oh, sorry about all this pressure I put on you. We'll... This is way later, but like, we'll lighten your load so that you can only focus on what you're good at. And it was just like, uh, it, it was, Dude, yeah. it was so gross. But then also like such a, cause we talk about this too, like of like how like you don't have to just be good at you don't have to just be good at basketball, but you can be good yeah. at basketball. Like yeah. it's not like that's yeah. a problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there are so many. I, a lot of people who are really good at school were also good at sports not everybody like you know but there are there was there were a lot of white kids in my in my school who like you know were stars of their you know whatever athletic sports that they did and were getting really good grades you know what i mean like yeah it's i mean you can easily do both it's something about this movie my um, my friend and i was talking about this the other day and it's like i mean we've talked about it on and off the podcast before about like how if you're black you have to be damn near perfect and excellent. You got to be exceptional. When I look at this movie, is this boy was really good, but also needed help. So he got tutored, which is okay to do. And at the end of the day, his work was so good and so elevated that a white higher up just could not believe it. Just, just could not, nothing in him could fathom it. And I just think about all these times where like, it feels like black people, we aren't allowed to just be average or normal. We have to be really good. We have to excel. And then once we excel, we have to prove that it was us that did the thing. It has to be some type of concrete proof that like, hey, little black kid, you solved this math problem? Sit next to me and solve this math problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you wrote this? Sit in the room with me and write. It, it's so right. crazy because it always feels like I just wonder sometimes what would happen if you treated young white men the exact same way? Where like they could not be mediocre. They had to be really, really good to get this job. With the field of what we're looking at be different with the field of like famous chess players with the field of famous like literary artists with the field of like, 
you know, directors and entertainers be different if everyone was held at the same plateau you hold black people, you know? And I think we would have a lot of people falling off, baby. It'd be like, you know, a lot of these studio execs wouldn't look the same. Shoot, mom and dad can't get you this job. But um, I don't know, because it hurt me every time he had to, like, prove it. I think that was the thing that bothered me. Every time he had to prove something, it's like, ah. yeah, man. Which is basically what this movie is about. It's about it's about an extremely gifted and talented uh, kid, teenager. An extremely gifted and talented teenager who is not given the proper... Like, people are not respecting him. And even when people do respect him, they think yeah. they're doing him a favor. Which is not what which is not how they look at white kids. And that's the, that's the thing. It's, it's showing you how much black people have to overcome in this country to get to the places that they're at. You know, it's like, there's, there's, there's not a lot of support. And so I know people will go, well, what do you mean? Like there was this whole program that they, there's this whole private school that they look at really great scores and they let in, one or two black kids Mm -hmm. you know like like and that's right like they're like hey like there's a program and that's they do it to i actually had a producer tell me this um uh and he was like joking he was like he was like saying it as like it's not a good thing but like this is how it is uh which is like with with white people especially older white people we are okay with doing the good thing if we get credit for doing it it's like we're okay with doing it but you have to pat us on you have to pat us on the back and tell us we're special if we feel like we just have to do it then we don't want to do it if we feel like we're supposed to like and we don't get credit for it because it's just something you're supposed to do then we don't want to do it which is which is insane right but that's like what like this program and then you realize that this program he has good test scores but the reason that the school wants him really is to play basketball. It's not actually because they're they say it because they say the guy says like, just so you know, like you you can play basketball if you want. Um, but this is a strictly academic scholarship, you know. Like we're doing this for academics, so they want to keep the illusion. NCAA does this right; their, their whole entire organization. Is like oh, we're here oh, my to mic. Braylon like talking about the NCAA uh, student. Ah, ah, they coming out. Protect. <laughs> like, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're giving kids scholarships so that they can learn, and we're doing this and that. And they are like trying to shoo away the fact that they're profiting off of so many people, a lot of black and brown people. I mean, there are white people that, white athletes, obviously, that they're profiting off too, but a lot of black and brown people that they're profiting off of, giving them no compensation for it. They get a little bit of scholarship, and then if their grades slip, they're they're kicked out of the program, they lose their scholarship, mm-hmm. they're kicked out of the school, you know. But they don't also don't care about their grades that much because you hear so many stories of, like, teachers being pressured to give passing grades to athletic students or this and that and most of those you know student athletes aren't going to make it pro you know um so i don't know it's like it was it's this whole kind of dynamic that they're playing with i i feel like this movie brings up a lot of great topics it just doesn't like 
there because there's not one really one driving like drive through kind of narrative story you do sometimes get like all right yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. well what's next you know because where like, is it going the, to that same end i love i loved the um I loved the, the the moment when Forrester's like, um, he's like, you know, I, I, it's the city that's changed. It's not me. And then, and then Jamal's like, you know, I haven't noticed it change at all. And then they go, um, uh, to the stadium and, and it's like, and he's like, yeah, like I used to wa- I watch these games <laughs> every week with mm-hmm. my, with my family, you know? And you realize like, Oh yeah, he's been here. <laughs> he's been here for so long. Like right. the city right. has changed yeah. around him. Like the yeah. neighborhood has changed and evolved and, and like, and you know, and you see that they have like this connection of just being like, of like the Bronx is their home and like, yeah, great. Yeah. Like that is true. And like what his Bronx was is different than what Jamal's Bronx uh, is. But it's the, also the yeah. same play, you know. They're different and the same. Yeah, you know, I love that. Was like um, when Jamal took him to that basketball game. I'm like, my man has never left his house, and the first place we taking him is to a, is to a basketball game. This is crowded. <laughs> I was like, like the first place we're taking this dude is to a basketball game, and then the moment they're walking in, I was like, man, they about to get lost. Hey, I'm gonna go grab this. Um, what do you say? What do you? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go grab a bro- the brochure. Bro- brochure. Yeah, or uh, like, wait, sorry, a pamphlet or whatever. The, whatever the program. Pro- like, yeah, I'm about to grab yeah. the program. It's like nobody takes the basketball program. Like, come on, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> what are you? What are you? <laughs> He's like, let me see the like, players. No one are does tonight. that. Get out there, watch the star lineup. <laughs> it was it was very interesting right. to see because um, because Sean Connery is. I mean, literally, he was the macho man of movies for so long you know when he when he did James Bond it was something very interesting to see him like kind of in this crowd completely terrified dipping dipping down falling trying to get his glasses and then just like hovering on the ground in the corner um as this big hawking guy and uh Bray again you're right it's something about this movie at every turn it wasn't Sean Connery helping Rob's character it was Rob teaching Sean Connery or like getting him together so like normally this would be the movie where you know something happens to Rob Sean Connery's like ah come on little black kid let me let me help you get back on your feet but physically in this movie it was Rob being like hey old white dude you going through some shit let me get you out of here real quick you know what I mean like it was something interesting to that and and not having it being in a in a serving it type way it was like nah man i'm gonna just help you and be kind it is it is normally the the kindness that you will see a white person have to transform in a movie being like oh this black kid is just a kid whereas in this movie it was like rob seeing his white dude like yo he's a little weird but he's just a good dude you know we finally got to see the reverse and i was like this it was very nice and in my theory that's probably why this movie didn't do as well because how dare this little black kid from like what did they even say in this movie a little um he was like, you, you're. So he wrote this. He was like, wow, you're like, you're like 16, and you're black. We're like, uh, impressive. And then he was like, yes. the hell does me being black that, have that to do with it? And then that professor says the same thing. <laughs> and then he was, and like, he was like, I was yo, saying, I feel like this yeah. movie is. This movie is um, a black kid teaching a white person a lesson. Like literally, like at the end of it, Sean Connery becomes a better person and like can go out into the world because this little black kid was like, hey, hey, dude. You got some things to change. And he does. 
And I think I think that's the hard pill to swallow. But that's just my theory. If this yeah. if this was Timothy Chalamet, yeah. Timothy Chalamet also, was in this it, movie and telling Sean Connery, "Hey, white do be better." Timothy Chalamet would have got an Oscar nomination. I do think that there's something also to this. Is it takes it a slight. This might not be totally different, but it feels like it takes it a step forward in that they they help mm, each mm. other out. Right. But the person that was worse off was Forrester. Like like that the difference being like they help each other yeah, out in, the, in life. In in life. But the yeah. but the the older white man was in was in the sort the sort of like mentor character was yeah, actually yeah. worse off, you know? <laughs> it's like Jamal's situation was worse off. He had less money, you know. Right. He, he's he 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 doesn't he doesn't know what his future is going to be, especially if he doesn't get the the, the proper uh, assistance and system to help him up. But mentally, he was in a in a pretty good spot. You know, he 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 was able to excel though, which was cool. Like, so we see him. We see him go to this school, and yeah, so the the kind of side storylines that are happening are, one, you have this light-skinned kid who's on the basketball team, and and then immediately mad at Jamal, and Jamal's like, oh, I'm, am I taking your spot? It's like, like yeah. that's why you're mad at me? <laughs> like, and, 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 I, and I think the purpose of this kid and the rivalry between them, like, because James was like, well, what exactly was the point? I, I feel like it was the show like he was Jamal mm. before Jamal came in. And so he's feeling like there can only be one, you know, that kind of like the like, Oh, well it, it, if I, I'm going to lose like what makes me special, which is like, I'm the, you know, I'm the black kid here at this school who's good at basketball. And, and if you are good at basketball, then, you know, what, what am I, what, what's my purpose and that kind of thing. The problem is we, we don't, know enough about this kid at all we don't ever get to hear from him at all so we're only seeing it from jamal's point of view so that's everything everything that's happening between them you just have to like assume or guess because we never actually hear what's going on with that kid and then it doesn't go anywhere after right like i like i understand introducing it cool (laughs) like that is a real thing but then like (laughs) but then if you just if they they dropped it at they dropped it at the coach saying that's the most impressive thing I've ever seen in this court, but for some reason it seems like it's a problem for the two of you. Yeah, which was like great. I was it. like, talk about it. This I, is great. Great line. <laughs> I love this. Now the resolution. Oh no, we're not gonna get. There's no um. <laughs> you know what I mean? We leave, we leave and, it at them. We don't see them again, and then they lose the basketball game. We don't, and then we don't see anything that happens in between that moment or after mm-hmm. that moment, which also sucks because there's a part of me. That was like, well, it could have been a really cool scene if you had this kid afterwards come 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 to him and Jamal's like, I know what you're gonna like, oh what you know, I know what you're gonna say, like I suck yeah. or like that's why you should have and the kid could have been like, I know why you did what you did, like like yeah. uh, I'm proud of you or yeah. something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. something like or I any, like what you kind of Yeah. Uh <laughs> any kind of thing or like even within the game you know, like within the game, we don't even see. They spent so much time, you know, on that, especially that first scene when they first play together of like right. us being able to hear them have a full scene on the mm-hmm. court while they're playing. But then at the basketball game, it's all looks, you know, it's all and we don't 
and there is no tension between yeah. the two of them on the court as they play. It's like and they play together. So same are, team. I, I was like, are, so are they playing well together? Like, because it's they. It feels like they would have to, yeah. to for the team to be doing as well as they are. You know. Um, so I assumed that that was happening, but then yeah, we just never get any resolution from it. I really don't understand why they. They played so much of that last game, like more than I think they needed to, and there was so much like cutaways to the audience. And like, at one point, like the mom was like, "What's the score?" And Buster Rhymes was like, "It's not looking good." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What was this unnecessary dialogue?" Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad they got paid they for got that paid day, for but that you know. <laughs> It was making me mad, though, because they kept cutting to, like, F. Murray Abraham and Anna Paquin and the Busta Rhymes and the mom. And then, and then after, like, what felt like 10 full minutes of the game, they cut to, like, Sean Connery On is two also TVs. watching the game, but, like, from home. It was oh. like, what? Like, why, why save him as if, like, he's some kind of a reveal, but, like, also show yeah. all of these... <laughs> Like what was that? I don't know. Like this, just that also contributed to how long this movie was. <laughs> like, I, I was laughing at one point. I remember watching this movie, and listen, I love Anna Paquin, but I realized that there was like no young black girl in this movie. Like he ain't had no sister. There was nobody in the neighborhood, and so every time, like when he looked up at that uh, when he was shooting a free throw. And at first, he looked at Anna Paquin. And I was like, Yo, you better not just look at this goddamn white girl. You better look around this goddamn room. All right, black boy, look around the room. Where your mama at? Where your brother at? Because there is something about, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with interracial love. It was just something about seeing this movie and seeing this kind of like exceptional black boy, but never seeing him interact with like a black girl or, you know, whether there was just, yeah, like, like outside of his mom, black women did not exist in this movie. They just did not exist in any no. way, shape, or form. Oh, and the, the teacher. Yeah, the teacher we saw at the very beginning. And it's something about, to me, I don't know, man. Like, I, I went to a college that was a predominantly white school, and there were very few black people there. But I remember there were, like, more black um, girls, more black women there, and they were very accepting. I think when I went to UCB, like, the first people to ever greet me was Shashir and... Um, and Charlotte, like two black women. And I, it was just something about, I mean, it could have been a sister. I don't know. It could have been somebody. I just felt like I would have loved if he just had some type of support from like a young black girl. I think it would have been different. Like, I do think at one point with Anna Paquin, I couldn't tell if her character was genuine or not. And again, towards the end, you realize, oh, she really does just like this kid. But there is something about being like this super hot, black athlete or somebody new at this white school you get a certain kind of love and it is that kind of fetishized love of oh man this he might be a little front of the edges the black kid you know i literally had a girl tell me once that like hooking up with me would make her dad mad and this was after we had hooked up i remember it and then in this movie there's a scene of like you know the two of them kind of like playing around and like flirting or whatever and then the dad comes out but then the dad is mad but not that mad like it was just I don't know, man. It was something weird about how they treated him a little bit. And I, it just bothered me because it felt like he was definitely um, an object. Like, 
I think that's the, the hard problem I have when it comes to sports sometimes. When you go to like the combines, you go to these training centers. It's like anytime you look at like football and like the kids are training, it's usually like a bunch of black kids doing these drills and a bunch of old white folk with their clipboards. Like, oh man, this right. nigga can jump. And it just bothers me. It's like, let me send this to the owners. We got to get this one. This one coming straight out of like, yeah, it's just, it. I don't know. It just bothers me so much so that they would care more about this boy's physicality than they care about his mental capability. And I couldn't tell where she landed on the scope of that. I mean, it's interesting because it was like they they didn't do much with that relationship outside of it being, you know, they 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 introduced it like almost immediately. There was chemistry between them, and I actually do think, by the way, there was real <laughs> chemistry with those actors. So like there was like we were like, Whoa, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> they like each other, you know, um, and it was and it was you know it it was it was cool. It was like all right, yeah, and it makes sense. A young Young man, young woman, you know, attractive woman, uh, and and then we see the like the scene with her, with the at the party at her party. And she's like, "This is my place." Uh, and then there's that scene where he's like teaching her how to play basketball or how to defend. Uh, and the dad comes out, and he sees the dad looking at her, and the dad doesn't say anything, and the dad like doesn't get to that point, but you know, he feels that. So we have that conversation that happens after where he's he's like. You know, well, it's just not going to work out. Your dad asked your dad, and she was like, "Well, why does everything have to be so black and white with you?" But then that's all we really get, right? We don't really, we don't, we don't go past that. So they like they bring it up, and you're like, it's rich, but it's not. But because there wasn't time to like end that story, it doesn't go anywhere. And that's why I say this movie has a lot of hanging threads. So that's one of them. You also have this random white kid who like tells him who's the one who tells him like hey man you know it it was good what you did like not saying anything he's like what he was like yeah man like when people talk back to that teacher it's not it's not good for those students you know and it kind of just setting that up but then we see that kid in the basketball game like he 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 comes back at a later point and i was like what exactly is the dynamic that they're setting up between him and this kid like outside of just like why do they need him to tell uh, right. Jamal this information and not Anna Paquin I, because Anna Paquin also told him some of this information too so I I didn't fully understand that <laughs> and they never develop a real relationship and then you have the hanging thread of his other friends like you were saying was that Fly then is that the, na- yeah, yeah, the yeah, character's Fly, name yeah. with the braids Fly or? is the yeah was the kid with the dread so the, then like the you know it's at a certain point we hear them being like oh look it's Fly goes to the first basketball game and he sees him with Anna Paquin he like you know makes a little joke about that and then we see him at the end. I think at, at a certain point we see the friends say something like, you know, oh, like Jamal, like fancy, whatever joke that they made, the fact that he's going to private school, like we never see you around anymore, that kind of thing. Um, and then we see him at the end when uh, Sean Connery passes away and he kind of like picks him up and then they start playing basketball again. So they're still friends. But yeah, there's no... I was. I feel like it's like I, yeah. I feel like all of these things, all of these specific things that were left behind was like maybe they talked to one black person. And they were like, if this happened in real life, like what would be the things that would come up? Well, yeah, there'd probably be some 
strain on his friendship with his, you know, like his friends feeling like, you know, he's better than them now. And, right. and, you know, there would probably be like potentially like a conflict if he tried to date a white girl. And so like, yeah. And like the, the dad probably wouldn't like that. And then like, you know, if there was another black kid, like they would have tension with each other, you know, because, you know, they would feel like their spots are getting taken and they were like, okay, cool. And then they like wrote two lines like <laughs> that, like would kind of go into that in these scenes that would you know that were already there in the movie and then they were like all right cool we did yeah. you know like they just like right. by 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 kind of hinting at these things they were like yeah we the movie has yeah these i mean i did like that his right, homeboy right, right. fly didn't like hate on him because he went to like this white school now you know i like that he still showed up at the game because normally like in those movies uh, yeah. it's like that was oh, you cool. sold out, but it's like no, you get it. He he had to leave, so I, I really like that. I would have I would have loved to see his boy fly try to become um, integrated into the to the other school too. Just like showing up at games, trying to hang out with the the friends. But I guess we didn't see that much about Rob at his school life. Really, only revolved around sports in that one class. Because it would have been interesting to see like how the kids treated him yeah. a little bit more. But um. I guess yeah. Right. It wasn't as interested in that. It was more about the the teachers, which I I, I did like. So because I I oh I just a random joke joke that he said or or like slang that he used. He called the he called the yeah I like that two commas two comma kids. He's like two commas. And he's like, what do you mean two commas? He's like a million dollars, one comma two comma. I love I was that. Like, I'm taking that. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I want to use that. <laughs> I love it. But he also said like one comma two comma. Didn't he say like come yeah, on, man? Like, like, come like, on, man. <laughs> like, like yeah. he's like, come on, like man, keep up. So much <laughs> this movie, it felt so real. Like the only other actor I've ever heard say man that much is um Terrence Howard. Uh, Terrence Howard who was it Jamie Foxx has a, a bit we talked about how often Terrence Howard just says man in every movie it's like come on Iron Man come on right me there are so many like nice riffs we can't go over them all but with with the the, the best one I think was him Sean Connery saying you can't start a sentence with a conjunction and uh, Jamal was like Actually, that's an old rule that like most writers uh, have ignored because you can use it for like you use the conjunction in the beginning <laughs> of a uh, sentence to make a point. And and then he like did that thing, and then he was like, "And you do it too." Like I was like, "Damn, that was that was awesome." Oh, I I loved when he took down the teacher too. When the teacher tried to school, ooh, I was like, "Look at you." Ooh. Exactly. That's the best scene. Yo. <laughs> That's the best like, scene in the movie. She was like, don't do this. Don't I think do it was this. Anna Paquin was just like, I was yelling at my it. TV. <laughs> I literally was yelling at my TV screen. I was like laughing and being like, hell yeah. Yes. Like, oh, he was like, it's actually. I could go farther. Farther is the description. You said, distance. you know, maybe I that's. Like, <laughs> you're, and then I the could thing- go farther. <laughs> yeah. There is what. I think this kid's um, most realistic. It's, I always feel like there's always a scene where you could tell something is almost too real. Anna Paquin, when she goes, don't do this. My man gives her like one look, you're like, and it goes right back into it. That's that black man thing. It was like, don't you fuck, not right now. I got it. And like, it was so quick. He didn't say shit to her. It was a look. Ugh, and it went right back at his white dude. And then he was like, oh, you want to do this? And then he goes on a tirade. He's quoting all these things. 
He's Yo, naming quotes, every single quote. He knew finishing every his quote. sentences, <laughs> finishing his sentences, saying it before him, and then the teacher yes. just goes, "Get out of my classroom." And I was like, "That's right, get out of his classroom." <laughs> yes, right. That's right. He gonna get out. <laughs> yeah, I just, I this is the only time I would just wish like um, uh, Rob's character like, cause he got out, and he was all mad. I just wish he would have smirked a little bit, like, "Gotcha, bitch." Like you know what I'm saying? It's like I just wish he got a little, cause, cause again you. Anna Paquin also got up and just left with him. <laughs> like, well, I, her father's like the I, dean I, or whatever. So. Yeah, she can do whatever she wants. She, she can, can do whatever literally she wants. do whatever she wants. <laughs> they they, yeah. they established it in the movie that she could do whatever she wants. He has to sit there and take it from this arrogant teacher. And I love this because I I've definitely did this as a kid where I corrected my like white teacher and they got mad at me for like who is this little black kid. Trying to correct me, telling me what's right. I'm the teacher. Get out of my classroom. This kid's talking back to me. It's like, no, you're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I do think it's a prideful thing. I think, yeah. I, man. I yeah. I really do think it's a. I really do think it's a thing about. Um, and maybe it is subconscious sometimes when it comes to white men in particular. But there is this like class system of like, how dare you? How dare you question me? How dare you speak to me in a certain kind of way? Even though I can be wrong and not perfect in this, how dare you, somebody who's supposed to be lower than me, not only know that I'm wrong, but know more than me. Right. I say that as I, I type up my HR response right now to a white man who tried to you know get me to stop talking because I told him that he was inefficient at his job. <laughs> um, one day I would tell everybody who this person is, but it's just, I just want to point out that There's it no goes need. from school... No, I'm saying I just want to point like for real for it goes from schooling of like trying to be like you can't be as educated as I am to as an adult how dare you talk to me a certain kind of way right. because you're not at a level that I am and that's something that I think black people especially black men in particular will always have to go through because you are expected to be less and just thankful for what you're given it's almost like you didn't work for it like this teacher right. literally says to him at some point I don't believe you did this come sit next to me while you write it and then when he's sitting next to him it's a little different when you don't have all your resources with you it's like there is always this thing of people it, it antagonizing was, you this teacher was so infuriating and so real it's the best part of the movie it's the best like dynamic of the movie the reason that but this movie isn't just about them there's so much else going on which is cool it makes it rich but like this was so real and it's why i love this movie because i because like that teacher Instead of looking at this kid coming in and being like, holy crap, you were in a, a education system that is, doesn't have enough resources, where the teachers are stretched too thin, the classrooms are too big, um, where you're surrounded by, uh, you're, you're probably put, you're, there's probably no like placement in classes, so you're put in classrooms with people who aren't at the same level as you, you know, and, and you're, you're, everything about your kind of intellectual progress is being stunted. And then you came in here and you're excelling. Like, that's amazing. You're incredible. How can I help you get further? This guy was like, oh, he must be cheating immediately. Oh, he's doing this because he's cheating. He's only good at basketball. He's clearly cheating. I'm going to, even though I can't, I have no proof that he's cheating. I'm going to assume he is. Force him to write an S write his homework assignment in my classroom, literally punish him for being smart. That's He was getting punished because the teacher mm -hmm. thought he couldn't possibly be smart enough to do it, and therefore he had to do it in front of him. 
And it's like, of course it's a lot. It's how it's harder for anybody to sit inside of a, a stuffy room with somebody looking over you who thinks you're stupid and be like, all right, mm-hmm. mm, let's see you write something good now. Dude, that teacher sucks, man. But he's so real. I mean, and again, so it's so real. real because that that doesn't change. Like, it really doesn't. There's always this, like, proof of concept. It's like, how did you do it? Do you Again, I think one of the biggest things I've ever taken away as an adult is that as a black person, um, I always have to prove that I can do it, whereas no one, um, um, like, I feel like a lot of our white counterparts is like, oh, people will give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, this person can rise to the occasion to do this thing. Like, whether it's like, oh, this person can direct this movie. You know what? This person, they've written a couple of things. They deserve this writing job. Whereas if you're a black person, it's like, show me everything you've ever done. Like, right. you have to prove to me that you are going to be worthy of this chance because it is a chance. It's a gamble that I'm giving you this opportunity and it doesn't change. And even watching this movie, this kid was already good, but then still went to seek out a tutor. Like, for real, for real, he still had to seek out somebody to make his writing even better when his writing was already at a level that was seen as great. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. all you can do is just keep trying to level up. He had to be good in sports. He had to be good, like, as a writer. He still had to be a kind black dude. This movie is so interesting because this movie, luckily, this kid was not involved in, like, criminal activity. You know what I mean? Right. This kid didn't do those things. And I think the reason for that is because it had to show a, quote-unquote, good black kid and the difficulties of even what that good black kid has to do when he comes from this certain situation, from these certain areas. Because, you know, if they would have made this kid, um, I don't know, he didn't even have to sell drugs. If he would, if, if Brester Rams was a drug dealer, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh man, look at this kid. He's got to deal with drugs at home, blah, 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 blah. How could he possibly do this? There's no way in hell this kid can write this with the stress he lives. Or you know what? Write about what you deal with. Write about the violence you experience. My man wrote about family, an unexpected family. Right. That's what his big report, I mean, his big thing was on, unexpected family. And I was like, that is a beautiful thing, man. And it's, I don't know, every time I see movies like this and I think about real life, it just brings me to a point, and I think we talked about this in our last movie, it's like, why are we here? I feel like in America, <laughs> black people are stay trying to prove our worth where it's like, yo, Y'all clearly don't like us. Like, there's so many times I look at it like, you clearly don't like me. You won't like my kids. You don't like my friends. Ugh, it's just so disheartening sometimes, man. Ugh. I just tossed my pillow across the room in case anyone. <laughs> That's the frustration. I just threw my favorite pillow across the room. <laughs> just. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, so this movie ends with uh, this whole, basically, they, they catch... They, the guy f- finds that, oh, wait, this thing that you handed into this writing contest, um, it has the same title or, like, the same subtitle as, you know, uh, William Forrester's thing. And uh, and so he's like, you plagiarize. We're going to kick you out. What you have to do is apologize and write a letter to the class. They just want submission, right? And, and that's the thing. It's just, mm-hmm. like, that's the thing with cops you feel all the time, too, right? Like, not there's this thing of like i just i just want you to submit to me like i want to take away your pride and make you feel like you're not you have no power um uh and then but 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 and he tries to get 
Forrester to help him. And he's like, no, you messed up. You took my thing, you know, with, I told you not to, leave, to take anything out of this room. But then, of course, he after the basketball game, when he blows the game on purpose, I guess that was what he, he realized, like, wow, this kid's going to sacrifice everything because he kept his word to me. And then, so he comes and he re and he defends him in the classroom, embarrasses the teacher. I love how the teacher was like, when everyone was clapping and he was like, quiet, quiet, be quiet. And then the other guy was like, dude, dude, sit down, stop. <laughs> you lost. <laughs> sit down. And it's, and it's, it's so frustrating because when they tell him, they were like, Hey, you got this in the place. Like, do you know him? You got to just cite your work. Do you want to cite your work? And and it's yeah. it's interesting because Forrester could have handled that so before the basketball game. You know what I mean? He could have easily handled it so that kid wouldn't have that much stress. Yeah, and that kid he, Rob had to go through three or four days of just a stressful also, though, time. Didn't ask him outright, which frustrated I me. <laughs> I was like, right. I mean, I he might not, right? You know, because it's just like. You know, it's already in the air that, like, if he would just say, "I gave him permission to to use the first paragraph of my of my story to then write the rest of this," you know, he right. knows that that would solve it. But he does. He also never asks him outright, and so that makes that scene super frustrating. That they're like yelling at each other, <laughs> but he never goes, "Will you please just help me?" Like, "Will you please just say all I have to do is say that I have That's your it. Permission. That's it. Like, just you know, call right. in. Send a letter. You know what I mean? It's not that bad. But, you know, Anna Paquin sits next to him the next day. I love the senior year setup that they had. I forgot all about the senior year scene. Yeah, I fully forgot it too, and I was like, but then I had just looked at IMDb and knew that Matt Damon was in it, so I was like, oh, I guess we'll see him. Also, why, why was <laughs> this the cameo? Then, like, why? <laughs> it's but, the only one that makes sense. But it's like you didn't. No, it's the only one that makes sense. He didn't say. This happens all the time, where it's like, where like at the very end of a movie, someone's in like. Someone has a, you know, someone of note is just like the person that we see yeah. at the end. You know, like it happens all I, the time. <laughs> I do love that Matt Damon set this up so early in his career where he was like, guys, I love acting. If you ask me to do something that's fun, True. I'm going to come True. do it. I don't care. I'm not, you know, he's not one of these movie stars like, no, I got to be this big. I got to be the big bad or blah, 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 blah. He's just like, whatever. Just give me a little part. I'll come in and yeah. do it. Like he's nothing. In, like he just is a lawyer to tell him that Sean Connery passed away, left him his yeah. house, which is incredible. And that he had cancer the whole time. He knew he had cancer. Um, and And so this kid came into his life and like literally made the end of his life feel meaningful and like, gave him joy again because his brother was killed in a yeah. car accident, you know? Um, it was, it, so that part of it was really, was really nice. Um, and then I also, I mean, I don't, it felt like an artistic kind of thing, but there was something nice about it just ending on yeah. them playing basketball, like him just yeah, playing. Yeah. I don't know. There was something that I was kind of sweet about that. <laughs> like he was just like, it's Hey, he's still a kid. <laughs> I like that, but something in me was like, I kind of want, because we see the Ford that he wrote. I kind of wanted to see him mm-hmm. replace, oh, that's replace right. Sean Connery. Almost like, I almost wanted to see him writing in the apartment or like, or what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But I feel don't you yeah, feel like yeah, we get right. both yeah. right? Like because we get because we get that like because this forward is gonna introduce yeah. him to the world. Like the the world is gonna be like, well, who was this guy who wrote the the forward to his his only second book? You know that that was released posthumously. You know. Um, and, and he's also still playing basketball. Like we get, we do get both in that last, you know, from the window of, of his place, we see him playing basketball. Like, I'm going to tell you, this has nothing to do with anything, but hearing you say from the window, is it bad that my mind completes this? My mind just instantly says (laughs) to the wall. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is bad. I can't help it. Oh, I will say this though. I do love Hollywood did this movie because this what I want to say Hollywood is I think this is the kind of thing and I will give John John the Braylock credit. I do this is the kind of movie I want. I want a movie where you do you can have a black and white Why is because he because he kept saying that he he kept I deserve oh cuz I, I, I should have did this. I should have did this. I'm saying because he was like, right. It's like there is no white savior in this movie, which is why I didn't want to watch. I thought it was going to be one. And to me, it's something about you can have a black and white co-lead and not take away from the black character. Like at the end of the day, it's like this, this Sean Connery really didn't need to teach him too much. He was just helping guide him. Like when I think about, you know, one of the worst movies ever made, Green Book, right? There is no way in the world that this white dude who is racist is going to teach a black man about Sam Cooke, who was the voice of the movement, and about fried chicken. Right. Like, now you said it was uh, one of the oh, worst oh, movies ever, ever, made, ever made. Ever made. Ever made. One of the worst movies ever yes. made. Uh, Green Book. I'm talking. I'm talking about, I'm okay, talking right, about cool. James. Just, just to clarify, <laughs> just in case people are like, "Draw, you shouldn't say this." I'm talking about the movie where there was a white guy who wasn't that extraordinary, but a black guy who was extraordinary, mm-hmm. but somehow he was so extraordinary, he didn't understand who Sam Cooke was and he had never seen fried chicken before. That's the movie I'm talking about. I've never, I've never eaten fried chicken <laughs> before. I've, I've never. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, My man ate funny. the chicken. He the ate the he chicken. Like, it. why are you eating the chicken? <laughs> that was, why? That was I've fried. never, I have never, <laughs> He does, I have never watched talk a movie. Like that, but yeah. That's how he talks, that Ray. Exactly. I've never. I've had. never seen a movie and was like, Mahershala, don't do this. You don't need this. Mahershala is one of the best. You don't need to. I man, it felt like watching your uncle. Like I don't know. Hey man, he got another. He got he another did. Oscar oh, nomination Lord. from that. He did. Wait, Didn't did he win? win? I don't know if he. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he won. Yo, he, he got off, another Oscar, bro. He, when he won that Oscar, he had to do it. When he won that Oscar <laughs> and went up to give like, give his Oscar speech. You could tell that nigga knew he was like, "Hey, man." <laughs> his face was so black. It was like, "Hey, hey, thank y'all for this." Uh, he ain't looking at no black people in the crowd. <laughs> like Mahershala Ali, he's like, "Hey, my man had a beanie on. He showed up to the Oscars with a beanie on." <laughs> that nigga. It's like I get to do yeah, whatever was, I want after like, this. Though, I had to do this. So, I'm in this Marvel movie now that I picked. I told him I wanted to be Blade. He's like, I'm <laughs> that I. He's like, he did. I he called him. He's like, I want to be Blade. He's like, I did this, y'all. I'm sorry. I got my beanie on. I'm still with y'all. I'm out and walked off. So my point is, <laughs> is that in that movie that was Oscar winning, um, there was a white person having to teach a black person the thing. Whereas in this one, it was an actual relationship where both parties learned. And at the end of the day, nothing was taken away. How can I put this? Um, Rob's character's blackness wasn't defined by something that Sean Connery had to help him with. 
Like Rob was a good person in his own. Rob, like like Braylock said, got into the school on his own. Like Rob probably would have excelled in the school. Did he do better with tutoring? Yes, like most people do. Um, and he got a friend out of this. So I, I am very happy that this exists. I wish it was more of this um, type of movies. Um, but who knows? Maybe one day we'll have a, a, a another book. And in that book, it'll be reversed. And the black person teaches a white person, how to, an Italian guy, how to eat lasagna or some shit. Uh, I don't fucking know. Or tell them about Frank Sinatra and how good Frank Sinatra was. It's like, oh shit, you don't know Frank? Could you imagine there was a movie where a black person tells an Italian, you don't know about Frank Sinatra? You never had spaghetti? What the <laughs> hell? Could you imagine that shit? Ooh. Yo. Let's Yo. Yes. It's going to be called, um, it's going to be called uh, either Blue Eyes, Old Blue Eyes, or Fly Me to the Moon. James, fly me to the moon. Fly me to the moon. (laughs) Guys, we're joking. What was his other nickname? He had another nickname, right? Blue Blue Eyes was his favorite. Blue Eyes was one of them. But I like Fly Me to the Moon, though. That's great. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I don't do bits anymore, so you know, so we can just move on oh, to great. the next part. Oh, great. Yes, because okay. I don't do because so, I just wanted to make sure everybody's clear that I don't. Because mm-hmm. um, like I used to do bits. There was a period of time where I did a bit right here. There's no need to where, like, explain this. Happen, you know, and this was the would be the moment. You know, because after Dura would do the the uh-huh. Dear Hollywood, I would then do my bit. I feel like you're over explaining. Was and then now, but I, now I don't do bits. Okay, great. So Bitless it's time. Now. Okay, see the continuation <laughs> of this bit. feels like a bit. No, it's it not. Feels very bitty. Nope. Don't do them anymore. Don't do any bits. Because I feel like I'm trying to move on, and you're, you're trying, to, trying to. I'm telling you. No, I'm t- yep. There you are. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, His Golden Messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Office Hours Live. Why'd you walk away from the mic? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but... Whether or not they help the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood. So if a film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. Somewhat helps the cause, we give it a white palm. If it doesn't help the cause at all, we don't, we don't oh, give it man. anything. Mm. Count of three, we're going to do our ratings for this film. This is a little mm. tough for me. Okay. This is a tough one. All right. James! Okay, <laughs> three, two, <laughs> um, one. Okay. All right. I feel weird. Fist. I feel hesitant. weird. I don't know. Jaron and I were hesitant. I Here's the thing. I'm I'm going 
we've swung wildly on this, but there is a part of me that was like that wants to be like, but this film does have a black lead, a kid who wouldn't have been a lead of a movie if not for this. It didn't give him a career to the extent that he probably deserved, which is ironic given given what this film is about. But I do think it allowed, and I, I I know I watched it growing up, and like it 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 showed people that uh, black actors can lead in these films, and it doesn't have to be about like gangs yes. <laughs> or you know. Um, I was gonna say or a sports movie, but I guess this movie is a little bit of sports movie, but not really. It's like the it's like a in the background. Um, anyway, same, same. I gave it like a uh, I gave it like a hesitation. Black Fizz for the same reasons Bray liked it. I don't even know why I wanted to give it a palm. It's just I just felt torn. And I figured why not go for the positive and the negative? That's my new 2020 energy. So, you know, I'm I'm taking that into the end of the year into 2020. Last two months of 2020, <laughs> positive <laughs> energy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I gave it a fist because yeah, like this absolutely was a, you know, this is introducing Rob Brown as his first ever act, acting thing he's he ever did was this movie and he did a and he did a stellar job um and like yeah I, and the movie itself made money and so had a lot of eyes on it um which you know with without it we don't have a rob brown even though he's not um you know like super famous or a household name um you know he's still working and you know i think this is also you know buster rhymes is in this movie so like you know you know gave black people some 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 chance to act yeah that's it that's it all right three black fists thank you guys so much for listening you can follow us at black man podcast on twitter and instagram blackmanpodcast.com is our website where you find links to our merch we got shirts and things like that we also have a defunct patreon we don't do new episodes on it anymore but there is a year's worth of episodes if you want to go pay a little bit listen to those and then unsubscribe totally free to do that um also if you rate and review us on itunes give us five stars we'll read your review on the air uh here we go this one is from uh beck d which is one of my favorites. Love the chemistry between Jonathan, Jerron, and James. I only started listening recently, but I'm already a huge fan of the podcast thanks to their insights and humor. We need to amplify more voices like this. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's really sweet. It's very sweet. Um, oh, yeah. You can follow me at John Braylock, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at James Third Comedy. Third is three R. Follow me at Drop Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. Hey. I know we don't pick movies, but I'm going to force us into one right now. We about to watch Jingle Jangle. Jingle Jangle. Don't just say we about to watch Jingle Jangle. <laughs> jingle Jangle. <laughs> Christmas is so John. far away. Let me say what's so crazy. As What is today as we record this? It is November 15th. Netflix has released six Christmas movies already. <laughs> I wish that was a bit. They have released not six even Christmas movies and maybe more by the time this airs. Lifetime has a bunch. Come on, baby. Jingle jangle. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 
To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc